and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recommendations, maybe recaps, yes, reviews, sure, of whatever we read this week. So, Amy, what did we read this week? We read Now You See Her by Heidi Perk. Can I tell you a, a concern I have? Yes. I've had this concern for a little while because, full disclosure, I always love giving like these little back nuggets to how we actually make the podcast. Uh, we don't, there are quite a few times where we don't actually talk about the novels at all before we record. So we wait and actually have the conversation about the book when we're standing there. A couple that I've felt so strongly about, I've had to vent before we get on Yeah, the we've had to like workshop it. <laughs> yeah, but for the most part, we wait and save the conversation for when we're together. Now You See Her is such a generic title that I have always been slightly concerned that you've read a completely different book to me <laughs> because we didn't really talk about it in any well, great detail. So you're about to do this spoiler free And then recap. you can check whether we've read the same and book. And at the end of it, I might be like... Hey, turns out there are nine books with that title. Well, remember I said it's been rebranded in other parts of the world, has a different name, so clearly it's because of the genericness the genericness of the title. title. So, yes, I will be interested to hear your (laughs) spoiler-free recap, Amy, because I have concerns that we have read a different book. Okay, go. Well, the book that I read (laughs) was about Charlotte takes her best friend Harriet's child with her own children to... Like the parky fatey thing. And Harriet's kid goes missing. This is the same book I read. Excellent. And then the story is about, well, Charlotte's kids don't go missing. Um, I can't even remember the name of Harriet's kid. But when Harriet's kid goes missing, Charlotte happened to be at Alice. Alice, that's right, happened to be on Facebook at that precise moment. And it's about the ramifications on their lives and friendships because of that moment and the story sort of goes back and forth in time between interactions not tells it tells tells charlotte's side of it first and then goes back and tells harriet's Harriet's perspective of the same time but it does it in two big chunks but it does like charlotte's in the sort of police interrogation context and then it goes back to the events so it does that sort of back and forth in time that's the story Okay. It's a thriller. I feel like if I go any further, I'm going to just retell the entire story. Yeah, I th- I would agree. I think as a thriller, that's enough premise. Yeah. Okay. Was that the book you read? It was the book I read. <laughs> Yay! <gasps> Excellent. Well, you get to go first because I gave <gasps> such a detailed synopsis. Would you recommend? So my journey to this book is quite interesting because... Such a political answer to this question. Because I no, it is important though. Okay, okay. I know the journey's always important. Because I was halfway through a sewing project, so I was like halfway through making a dress or something, and whatever book I was listening to, which I actually think was the Thursday Murder Club, and the Thursday Murder Club had come to me by way of had maybe heard it mentioned on a podcast or had been recommended to me by the library website as like, hi, you read these things, listen to this audiobook. So I had just finished that, thoroughly enjoyed it. Spoiler for a previous podcast episode if you haven't listened to our one about that. But finished it. I was like, oh, I have like, it's the start of the day. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. I need something else to listen to while I'm doing this sewing project. And the library website recommended that I read Now You See Her as an audiobook. 
like thriller style, like missing child, etc. And I was like, yeah, all right, fair enough. I'm a mum. This seems to be about mums. I'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. I say this because my expectations were very low. Like picking up a book in an airport, yeah. I expected nothing. Or a book at a free from... swap site. Exactly. I expected nothing from this book. There's been a couple in my life, usually crime novels, where I've, like one I picked up on a houseboat that I was staying on in Amsterdam and it was the only book on the boat that was written in English. And so I was like, well, I'm reading you. (laughs) And I loved it. I read everything in that series after that. My father-in-law and I actually fought over who'd get to read it. I was like, you speak Dutch, read the Dutch ones. And he's like, I don't read Dutch. (laughs) So I loved that. So this for me, I actually would recommend it. I caveat that by saying I would not recommend it to you. This is another one of the ones that I got you to read because I was interested to know whether I found it interesting and engaging because I'm a mum with small children or did I find it interesting and engaging because the performances in the audiobook were quite good. The, cause, um, is it two different voices? It is. Charlotte mm, has one and I Harriet like has another. Yeah. And they were really characterised in a way that was really real for me. Yeah. And I really felt like I got who Charlotte was and seeing Charlotte, seeing Harriet through Charlotte's eyes for the first half of the book and then swapping to see actually who Harriet really is because you get to see her through her own perspective and she's not who you kind of expected her to be or who Charlotte thought she was or whatever. So you kind of get to see both of these women who are two very different kinds of women and two very different kind of mothers leading two very different kind of lives, right? And you kind of get to see them through each other's eyes. And that, for me, was really interesting as well. So I really liked it. But I really liked it, I think, in part because... A, I'm a mum, so I really em- I empathised and could really get into kind of – particularly I loved like Charlotte's – when Charlotte lo- loses Harriet's child but doesn't lose her own children and was on her phone, the amount of mum bashing that goes on about what it takes to be a good mother, it is just that. If you see – there are a number of other women I've been at the park with who see another mum – and their kids are playing on the equipment and mum's sitting on her, on her phone and they'll be like, oh, she could go bloody play with them, couldn't she? And mm. immediately I go, yes, she could, but also this might be the first two minutes she's had to herself in 24 hours. Like, you don't, her kids are happy. They're happy and playing. So, yes, yeah, she could go and play with them, but also she doesn't have to. Her kids are taking care of themselves for a minute. It's okay for her to sit down and take care of herself for a minute, but there's always there's this big social pressure on mothers to be performing this role of mother perfectly all the time. Mm. So I really so I empathize with that too. Like the book was really real in the way it depicted as much as it's pulp and it's dra- like a heightened melodrama because of the nature of the novel. Yeah. The the relationships and the people in it are really real, both in terms of you actually don't know what's going on in someone else's marriage and you actually don't know what's going on for a mum and her kids. Like, you don't know what's going on for people and we should all just stop being such judgy a-holes about it. So, yeah, I really, I actually really, really liked it. I liked the way it was told. I don't know if I'd have liked it as much if I had sat down 
read and it as read a it as a book. book. Yeah. Because okay. the other thing to remember as well is when you do it as an audio book. So we always talk about it in terms of, oh, you should watch this show. It's a great crochet show. So you should sit and do some crochet while you're watching it. But if you put everything down, stopped your life and just watched it, you it's might find it unsatisfying. Yeah. The crochet, the experience that the crochet adds to that show is good. Yes. Yeah. Because it makes right. you, removes you that little bit. So you're not using all of your brain. So is this but a good parts, sewing book? So I think this book was a good audio book. Okay. Because I listened to mm. it while doing something else. I didn't feel like, because you know how I am, if I have to give up my time to just commit myself to doing one thing, like read a book because there's nothing really when I'm sitting and reading, I can't do anything else. I've got to just be reading what's in front of me, right, and sitting still in order to do it so I get seasick. So when I do that, it has to be pretty bloody good to be good enough to yeah. warrant my time. Whereas, yeah, this, because it was an audio book, I didn't have to do that. So I wonder whether if you'd sat down and if you'd read it as a book, would your experience have been a bit different? Been different. Okay. Whereas it was... I, it was so much more fulfilling and better than I expected it to be. And I actually thought about it after I finished it. I can still remember really clearly what I was doing and the voices and what was happening and when certain reveals, because obviously it's a thriller, so it's twisty. It's a little bit twisty without being like MacGuffin-y about it. But yeah, I had moments where I was like, <gasps> that's awesome, like reveal moments where I was excited. I was super engaged. I really liked it. Again, I would totally recommend it. Probably not to you. I was interested to see how you come at it well, as someone didn't... who is not who's not a mum and isn't doesn't have like isn't in that world. Do you know what I mean? Like really in terms of mum friends that you hang out with really frequently and hang out with their children really really frequently, I'm probably the friend like it's pro- it's probably not as frequent that you hang out with a lot of mums. That's my point. Whereas I'm around no. mums all the time constantly. So yeah, that's yeah. So that's where that's uh, that's kind of my take on it. I'd love, but I'm really curious to hear okay. what you think. So what are your thoughts? I felt like I was at a event, and every single person there was talking about their children. Yes, and I did not care. Yeah, that's fair. I read it as a book. I did not read it as an audio book. I did. I, I put down on the list. Of, I know. We keep a list. I put down on the list that you should what you should listen to it as an audio. I know, book. but it was going to be. It was on hold forever, yeah, and I was okay. like, I'm not buying it. Oh so God, no! I'm don't red. buy it. It's not buying. So I just no, was no, no. like, I'm just going to get out of the library, and yeah. it came out as a book first. So that's why I read it as a book. So because I read it as a book, I read the writing, and the writing is the level of Da Vinci Code, Dan Brown, short sentences, staccato. That annoyed me right off. Mm. It was not complicated in its writing. No. And that irritated me. But I loved that um, while listening to it while doing complicated um, yeah. sewing. Yes. So I, I didn't have that experience. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Couldn't it care less about Harriet's backstory? Fair enough. I found her, like, by like it had all these sort of, you know, reveals, and I was like, eh, all right. How many more pages are there left? So I didn't find it very interesting. And I didn't find, like, I was like, "Mm." I tried to put myself in the shoes of Charlotte and think, you know, you know, what if I took Peter to the park by myself and I lost Peter? But I thought, I'm never going to take Peter to the park by myself. (laughs) That's not who I am. So I just don't think I'm the right person to get the narrative out of that book. That was my question. It felt like to enjoy, now you see it, whatever the book's called, Now You See Me, Now You See, now you her. see her, Now You See Her, Now You Don't, right? No, now you just see Now her. You See Her. No, but that's the, yeah, that's the, the phrase, reference. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To enjoy Now You See Her, 
have to be a parent. Yeah, I think so. I think to get it. If you're not a parent, don't waste your time. Fair enough. Because it is it is so much about it's a that's that was my that is my that is that, what I got from it and I was like yeah I wonder if this is if this means I can only enjoy this because I can really understand it's like reading a book that's entirely about deep sea fishing and, and everyone's a deep sea is fishing the central premise and it's totally of it? what's and everyone in it is about deep sea and it's a perfect as a, as picture of deep to sea it fishing being a romance novel that happens to be set in deep sea fishing yes. world yeah. but because this was it's fundamental it's about parenting it's about, about what it is to be a parent yeah. yeah i mean if the dog went missing then i you know be more engaged. well see that's what i was one that <laughs> i was interested about that too because you are getting a bit like fur parent to your fur baby. Yes, but you're not a particularly maternal person. So I was interested to see whether your empathy and I suppose imagination could stretch to this. I think had the no. writing been better, mm. potentially. I'd be so interested for you to have listened to it. Yeah, as an it would have been really interesting. Not I again, not as a like it's it's done. It's over. But as in, yeah, it would have been interesting. I think it would have been much more engaging as an audiobook because mm-hmm. some things it made it quite don't quick. work on audio. In the same, and well, in the same better. way, in the same way that what's her face, Jane Austen, Jane Austen does audiobook. not work as an audiobook. Yeah, the language is too complex. It's yeah. too you have you have to be able to actually physically read it at the pace, like at a bit of a slower pace. Whereas, yeah, this worked, and also as has been discussed on this podcast multiple times, being captain short of time and a queen of multitasking, I do listen to audiobooks at 1.25 speed minimum. <laughs> so even more so, short sentences. But you know what? But it didn't bother me. Like, I listened to everything like that, but this I didn't – it just played in the background and I was like, oh, it was great. It was so a short one story. of the things that I was – didn't think added to the experience of reading it not as an audiobook was the – back and forth with the police. They were such short little snippets, though. I would have just enjoyed a chronological narrative yeah, because fair. they were so short that it was you were like, like, what is this for? Interrupt us. See, for me, it was, again, as an audiobook, it was like a chapter. It was a chapter marker to be like, to be like, okay, now we're swapping perspectives. I think it would be much, much better. I'd be much more likely to watch that as a TV show. Yeah, I think it would make a great TV show. not in people's heads. But written, the writing was – the writing was pulp. It was pulp. And the story was – Not your cup of tea. Yeah, hard to to engage with. I don't think you're surprised by any of the things I've just said. No, not at all. No. It just sort of confirmed what you thought. It confirmed what I was – yeah, because at the end of it I was like, I think this is one of the books that I really can – it's the same as I watched a movie the other day that was like one of the installments in the Insidious film franchise Mm. and very good friends – um, and I have watched all of them as they came out and loved the Insidious franchise and loved this all of the scary movies and stuff. And one of the ones that came out, can't remember which one it is. There's far too many of them now. It's very much I been they diluted. Were only two. No, it's been diluted to a point of being almost farcical at this point. And we watched one of them, and at the start of it is like this really horrendous scene of a little girl being abused by her dad. And it's not it's not sexual abuse, but he, like, whips her really hard with this stick and then carries her to put her in a dark cellar and See, she screams and screams and screams. I would be upset by that. I was – so I would always have been upset by that. 
I'd be upset reading I was, that as well. No, no. I was almost unable to watch the rest of the film. Uh. I could not let it go. And it wasn't even the, like, the physical hitting that got me. Like, yes, it was horrible. And the child actress was phenomenal who played the role. Like, cr- like props to her. I couldn't. She was being carried, and it haunts me now. She was being carried down into the cellar where it was, like, haunted and terrifying or whatever, and she was screaming, Daddy, please don't. Daddy, Daddy, please don't do this to me. Please, please, mm. Daddy, 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 please, please. And he was just like, nah. Just stone face, not and you, couldn't care. And you heard your kid's voice going, Daddy, don't, I Daddy, heard don't. my children being, please, please, please don't do this. Please, please, please don't do this. And I cannot imagine remaining mad at my child when they were so obviously distraught and upset. Mm. And no matter what's happened, the first instinct, the first thing you do is help them to feel calm and safe. And then you deal with whatever was the incident that happened that needed, that you got mad about or needed whatever. But anything that happens that makes them that upset Everything else stops. But Every instinct in my body so, is just so. I, I'm, what I'm saying is, having children and becoming a mum has fundamentally impacted on the way what I take away from things when I watch them. Like it has affected it. And I can believe that, but I just, in terms of now you see her, had the kids been more like had had but it wasn't about any... children it was about motherhood i know but had mm. had it been a thriller and it was about like you know here's the kid in this situation and we we're following the kid i would have connected to that a lot more oh, but that's because that because, because you're a it wouldn't have been about motherhood because yeah that's so that's it's, that's because you know, you're, you're not a monster you're not a monster you're just not a mom <laughs> i'm not a no, you're not. Everyone. No, god no not even remotely but it's things about motherhood that i feel like you don't get that, that it's hard to understand when you haven't been in it. Things that are like the most fundamental truth about motherhood is it's it's lonely and it's isolating. Yeah, and that's so you were saying all the stuff in this novel was believable. I read it and was like, I don't think this is well written and it feels really superficial. Yeah. Whereas it's like the fact that they were both so alone, the fact that what you saw from them outside was so different to what they were experiencing. What's that TV show on ABC that you say is just too close to home? The Letdown. The Letdown? Oh, so good. Okay, so I've watched a couple episodes of that. Nah. No, it was pointless. (laughs) You wouldn't enjoy it if you didn't have a child. So this book was like that, but tragic, and therefore why am I going to continue watching? Yeah, a hundred percent, and yeah. it's very much what I thought. It's just that I wanted you. Yeah, it was an experiment. We it was needed, an experiment, yeah, and I was fine. curious. And I was saying to my husband, I I know exactly why Kimberly has asked me to read this book. When I was reading, and I was like, Ugh. he's like, why you continue reading it? You wouldn't. You don't have to. I've bailed on things you've told me to read. I know, but you you persisted with some of them so I really was, and it's also a thriller so you keep going because you're like well yeah you know I want to know going to be some sort of end. like is yeah. there a redeeming explanation at the end you will be satisfied with the ending I would imagine I was satisfied with the ending well you can take that offline I'd love to know your thoughts about that because we haven't talked about it at all before now but I would say resounding 100% it's trash I don't ever need to read it again I will never read it again no. it's trash for me I and I thought as it, I was reading it would. I thought it was pulp fiction yeah I would recommend the audiobook, but again with the caveat that it's not heavy or hard really. It's it's not high literature. It just is. I don't think you would have picked up the book. If you'd seen the book in the shop and you'd flicked through it, I don't think you would have picked it up. The fact that you engaged with the audiobook I think was quite significant. I agree. And the fact that I engaged with the audiobook at the start of a day, so I was all the way into the mystery 
before the end Lunch of the time. day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And it might have been a one sitting. Like I might have finished that in the in the course of the you day. Did. It That's was what not you very said long. I finished yeah. it really quickly. Yes, I think all of that was really significant. But I also do think that it was because at the end of it I was like, wow, that was really fundamentally true about that felt really real and insightful about what it is to be a mum mm. that I didn't think you'd get it. I was like, I actually don't think that this will resonate with someone who doesn't have kids. No, so you were a like very useful a, experience an outside, for me. Yeah, I was like. I just don't care. Uh, and as a result. And you've got, you perfectly encapsulated it. <laughs> I was at a party and everyone was talking about their children and I just did not care. <laughs> if one person shows me one more picture of their child doing something stupid, I'm My going to lose sound it. really fake. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> this book, this book has a for very you. specific book, target audience. This book is for me. And yeah. it was kind of like, yeah, when I read it, I felt like... The library like, knew you well. I li- like that the library went from the, you've read a book about a mystery in a nursing home, to, you'll like this story about a missing child. Well, I've also, <laughs> I've also borrowed a lot of Leanne Moriarty from the library. Uh, so if you put sense. all of it together... I can see it how does, the library Yeah, it totally you. made sense that the right. library went there. So I was like, fair enough, library. So I do trust the library because I get most of my books from the library. So I feel like... Sponsor the, us, library! Sponsor us! I don't... I know... No, library, don't give us any money. You keep your money. I feel like libraries are under, underfunded as it is. So we're definitely saying trash. Definitely pulp trash. It just is whether I found it enjoyable. Amy is cranky that it happened to her, but <laughs> you know what? Revenge uh, for every Jane Austen you've ever made me try and read. And that is it. Thank you so much for joining us. Hot mess. Hot mess of an episode. Uh, and we will see you next time for more Trash or Treasure when we will bring you another recommendation, maybe, review, yes, and recap, sure, of whatever we read that week. And until then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.